At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Hey. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Luganville. Thank you very much for joining me. Welcome to this week's Weekend Recap and Rant. Alrighty, we are in May here, the upper Midwest in Minnesota. The Minnesota fishing season is not officially open yet. Um, you can catch panfish all year round. Uh, there are some other things you can do, rough fish. Uh, the border waters, I believe, did open, so meaning uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin border waters, I believe South Dakota border waters, I never fish those things, sorry. Go check the regs, don't take anything I say uh, as fact or gospel, do your own homework. Um, but yeah, bass isn't open. It is open, however, in Wisconsin, which most bass fishermen um, in Minnesota, at least if they're close enough to Wisconsin, have just been bopping over there or they just go fish pan fish which is fun i do enjoy doing that uh so anyways let's get into this weekend saturday morning i went turkey hunting i was like well this i might as well get my uh my turkey hunt out of the way for this year <laughs> and if you've been following along like i just like i feel a little bit like a black sheep in the outdoor community because I know so many people get so fired up about turkey hunting and uh, I get it like I, I I watch it and I I get it it looks awesome and they're interacting with these birds and it seems like something that should completely grab me but it just doesn't or hasn't I guess um, but I go through the motions um, so I'm hunting a little piece of public land uh, well, it's a pretty big piece, actually, but it's uh, it's real close to my house. And I've hunted it the last few years. And I've tried decoys, and they seem to run from decoys and don't really respond well to calls. And So this year, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing any of that. I'm just going to sit in a spot where I know there's turkeys, and I'm going to wait. And I felt pretty good about it, um, except the way the day unfolded, it didn't work. So, um, <laughs> one... 
I overslept a little bit. I didn't get there early enough. And there was another vehicle there, which is fine because this is a giant, a, a giant WMA. Um, you know, it's really hard. I mean, it's hard enough to get up in the morning for stuff you want to do. There's a lot of stuff you don't really want to do. It's not that I don't want to do turkey hunting. I'm just not that fired up about it. So when you're sitting in your bed and you're tired and you're hemming and hawing and tossing and turning, it's like the that extra little motivation to get you off your ass and and going isn't really there. Uh, thankfully, I do have some spite, and uh, that motivates me to get up and be like, just go do it. Uh, so I finally did. But like I said, there was a car there. And then I get out, I can, the guy is calling already, and he's not far, and I can tell that he's like, the, the spot I like to hunt is way deep in the woods, and there's a nice little clearing tucked way back in there, um, and there's a path that goes to it, that's like kind of a goat trail, but it's a path, and um, I, can, I can tell where this guy's calling from, and he's like right off of that path, I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna have to like go around. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is I started getting ready, pulling everything out, and for some reason, when I put my bow away last fall, I didn't put my release in the case, so I didn't have my release, so I had to run back home, which, like I said, it's close. I'm like two miles, not even. So I run back home, grab my release, get back, unload everything, and get ready. He's I, he's still calling. Just gives, like, he's like nonstop, just... Like what? What in the heck? Um, which worked kind of in my favor because I could locate him well and I knew how far I needed to go around him. So that part was kind of sucky, you know. I had my blind on my back and chair and my bow in my hand. I had to kind of bushwhack and go through a knot trail to go around him. And then, uh, as it's always the case, because I've I've tried to come at this spot before from a different angle and it's something about the way the landscape lays out it's not perfectly linear like north south east west and it's easy to get turned around when you're in the woods and you're picking this slightly less thick patch of brush to go through than the other so you you deviate from your path and and you get off and so i check the map i'm like "Ah, i'm getting getting a little bit off and I thought I was like angling right towards my spot which I wasn't so I had to course correct a little bit go around a couple little swamps and um, finally get to the spot and because I'm coming at a different angle I was like oh here's a nice little path this will this will be nice nice but I think I need to go a little further that other direction and I start walking like oh wait a minute oh this is this is my path. This is the path. This is, oh, this is the spot. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet, I'm here. <laughs> and uh, right about the time I realized that this was the spot that I wanted to be in, I like took more steps and busted and like flushed the whole flock and they took off running. I was like, oh, they were here, son of a bitch. So that was irritating because I was like, ah, oh, great. Um, if I'd have just been here, Earlier, got my lazy carcass out of bed at the right time. There's a good chance I would have been here before the other guy. Wouldn't have had to go around. Could have went straight there. The birds would have been there. Now, I didn't see if they were, you know, toms or hens or jakes or what they were. They were just turkeys running in the opposite direction. But I do know that there's, you know, if there's a whole group of hens, chances are this time of year, the 
Toms probably aren't too far behind. Now, I didn't think all was lost. I'm like, all right, well, my whole point was just to get tucked back in here and, and wait. I was kind of thinking it was going to be a, a late afternoon, or not late afternoon, but kind of late morning thing anyways. I would have sat longer in the day if I had time, but I can only hunt till about noon. Um, so I sat, I sat, I let the woods calm down, gave out a couple calls just to let everything know, you know, or hopefully let know Tom's in the area that there is a, there was a hand. I did hear some far off gobbles. And then, so when they would gobble, then I would respond. But then like, as what usually happens, they're gobbling, you respond and they shut up. It's like, these are some pressured birds. And so why am I taking on like the hardest hunt, the hardest birds to hunt and just go out and because that's just how I roll. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's stupid. I should just go some private land that's shit stock full of turkeys, use a shotgun, get a turkey under my belt, be done with it. But that just seems even less appealing to me somehow than hunting tough birds on public land with a bow. I don't know. That's just the way I want to get them, so I'm, I'm sticking to it. And I think because I know the other is pretty much a guarantee. Um, I mean, even on public land, had I been using a shotgun the past few years, I would have I would have dead birds already. So that's kind of the exact reason I don't do it. But anyways, so I sat there, um, and I would just call out every, I don't know, 20 minutes or so when I feel like it had been a long time. And uh, apparently I should just hunt out of my blind in that spot in the fall because, holy crap, there were deer around. And they were coming right up to the blind. I mean, usually you hear about, and I'm sure it's off-season, right? They haven't been pursued in a few months. That probably plays a big role in it. Um, I've always heard that when you use a a pop-up blind for deer that you need to set it out there early, brush it in really good, let the deer get used to it, Man, these deer were almost sticking their head in the blind. I mean, they were close. Now, they did know that something was up, but I also was doing zero scent management or playing the wind or anything. So uh, I would assume that it had a lot more to do with that, them smelling me, than anything. Than it had to do with the fact that, like, hey, where'd that blind come from? Because I don't think they gave a shit about the blind. They got really close to it, which is kind of cool. I put some of those encounters on my Snap story. For those of you that aren't following me on Snapchat, go uh, check me out. Uh, I believe it's just my name, David Luganville on Snapchat. Um, I put a lot of stuff on there that I don't and then post about on you know, on other social medias later. That's just kind of a set it and forget it kind of a thing. More real, real-time entertainment, if you will. Um so yeah, then the clock ran out, and uh, that was that was turkey hunting. I mean, I might. I mean, it's not over. Obviously, there's more turkey hunting season left, but next weekend is the fishing opener. Uh, I just kind of have a hard time believing that I'm gonna do it. That I'm gonna go out turkey hunting when I have stuff that I'm actually excited for. Plus, uh, morel hunting is really starting to ramp up here. Reports are coming in from all over. Pretty much every county in the state now is, is reporting some mushrooms, so um, I'll be doing that in my spare time too. Probably, you know, in weekdays after work, I, I think my... I got some long days coming up. 
because that's what I'm going to be doing. Be working, and then right after work, I'm going to head out and and go do that when I can, because I have some podcasts coming about. Uh, for those of you listening to this fresh today on Tuesday, May 11th, tonight on the SmackDown Outdoors podcast, live on Facebook, I will be joining Doug Glimmerbean on his show as a guest, so tune in tonight for that. Um, what else? So then Sunday was Mother's Day, so I was going to go out turkey hunting early in the morning because the plan was for my daughter to come up and we're going to have brunch and, you know, all that and then go flower shopping for mom and all that fun stuff. Um, so I, was, I knew I would have pretty much the whole morning. Um, nobody's an early riser around here. Um, my daughter for sure is not an early riser and she's coming from Minneapolis. So I knew I had plenty of time. Uh, however, we stood up, we stayed up pretty late Saturday night and, uh, Needless to say, I did not get up and go trick hunting. <laughs> so no outdoor things were had on Sunday. So I was like, wow, there's not a whole lot to recap. Um, but yesterday, Monday, I found myself with an unexpected day off. So I was like, well, I'm either going to go mushroom hunting or fishing. And I had to make a run, early morning run to the bank. So I had to go into the cities. So I go in the cities. I'm like, well, I could keep going and head south and west and look for mushrooms. But then I had made plans later in the day to grab my snowmobile trailer or four-wheel trailer, whatever you want to call it, go to my brother-in-law's house, pick up a bunch of uh, potting containers that we're bringing over to my daughters who lives in North Minneapolis, just setting up like an urban garden there. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to run all the way back up to Stacy, then all the way back down there. I'm like, you know what? Not today. Let's just go fishing. Go back home. Pick up the boat. Go fishing somewhere up here. Then I can bring the boat back, grab the trailer, head down there. It's all like in line with each other. Seemed to make the most sense. So that's what I did. And I did want to catch um, bass. So I I headed into Wisconsin. Um, I tried Deer Lake, which is just right there in St. Croix Falls. Uh, I drive past it all the time, but I never, never fished it. So I thought, oh. We'll fish it. Didn't find anything right away. It took me a while. I was kind of surprised to be met with, I don't know, colder water than I expected. It was only 53 degrees. And I know we've been having some chilly nights, but I just thought maybe that sun would be doing more. But that, that lake is pretty, the water's pretty clean. And it's relatively deep, kind of sets up like a ditch. So there's not a whole lot of shallow water. There is on the north end there. And uh, I kind of just scanned around and looked around at first. I didn't fish a lot, kind of just seeing how it was set up. And could see some weeds out deeper, but I don't think they're very live. I didn't. I caught one on a jig, and then I caught one on a chatterbait. Um, but that was pretty much all I caught for a long time. And so I kept trying to those deeper weeds, found some steep breaks, worked a jig down those steep breaks. That didn't produce anything. Uh, found another patch and caught another bass on a jig and then um, had a super cool uh, encounter with the loon. I mean, this thing was like literally swimming back and forth underneath my boat. I don't know why because I, like, I didn't see any fish up in that column of the water and I was in about mm, 18 feet or so, so... 
I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure why. I mean, I just wanted to hang out and socialize. <laughs> so added that was on my Snap story. I got some really cool images of that. Um, I don't know, it's just kind of neat, and then it, then it moved on. But So then I went around, and I went back to another spot that I had, I had saw weeds earlier and didn't fish when I was just kind of scanning around. And threw around in there, didn't catch anything, and then I saw this down tree on the far side of the space, so I went to go check that out. But this is one of those lakes where it's like the shoreline is pretty shallow, and it there's nothing really there. It's like sand or patchy sand and then like the weeds form out in deeper water and so i've been writing off all that super shallow water shoreline i wasn't really working the shoreline i was staying out and working the outside weed edge i was just getting ready to kind of give up i was casting around this tree and i wasn't catching anything and i was throwing um chatterbait and then like my last cast i'm getting ready to leave and then set the hook and there's I got a fish. I'm like, oh, of course. Of course I had to catch one right here. I'm like, oh, it's really shallow water. I'm going to take this chatterbait out. I'm going to put a swim jig on with a paddle tail. Uh, so I did that and kept hitting those. And then I saw, I spooked a couple um, bass that were up there super shallow. We were talking a foot or less. And I'm like, huh. Well, I don't think that's a coincidence. Apparently, the fish are up super shallow. So I kind of backed out a little bit. I put that swim jig on, and I made long casts, and, yeah, I started catching fish, like, consistently. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, here's where they're at. It's <laughs> like I just had written that whole barren wasteland off as I was checking it out. So that just goes to show you, make sure you check off all the spots of the lake. If you're not finding them where you think they should be, go ahead and look where you don't think they should be, and they just might be there. Now, I didn't catch anything impressive. Uh, these were all young bucks. Um, I don't know where the big girls were hanging out. But I assume the young bucks are up in that shallow water, uh, pre-spawn, feeding their chasing. looked like they were chasing little bluegills around. And uh, I think they were making nests already. That's what it kind of looked like. I didn't see any full-on nests, but there were, like, pockets where you're like, is that a nest? That might be a nest. And I just don't know why else they would be in that kind of where they were at. I mean, this looks like flyover country for a lake. Like, I didn't really see anything. So I went up into the North Bay there. There's a super shallow and swampy. And I thought, okay, well, water might be warmer in there. Maybe they'll be in there. Um, went in there, did see a couple. Saw a couple of really nice gills, which made me break out the panfish rod. Um, didn't catch any good ones because by the time you see one, you spook it. Um did find out there were muskies in that lake, and I didn't know that. So I saw a couple of really big muskies that were up up shallow, sunning themselves. So I worked that shallow, swampy area a little bit more. Didn't catch anything. So I went back to that bay thinking, all right, well, I didn't start working that shallow area till kind of the far side of the bay. And so there's a ton of shoreline in that bay that I didn't work. So I went and I worked that shoreline, caught a few more. Uh, but for whatever reason, they were definitely on the one side versus more. It's like the more weeds, if the weeds got too close to shore or the shore dropped off faster, they weren't there. They they wanted, they wanted to be on the beach. They wanted to spend a day at the beach in a foot of water and nothing else around. <laughs> That's what 
that's where they were. So, whatever. And then it uh, got time. I had to had to load up and head back home, pick up the said four wheeler trailer, and and do all my tasking, which got done. So. That brings you current with my adventures for the weekend. I hope everybody else had some fun. It was, um, the air was deceptively cold. I mean, the sun was nice. It looked like really nice days, but man, that breeze just had a little bit of a bite to it. I think we're at the, the end of it. I think tonight or last night, I think it was supposed to be like our last cool night. And then looking at the forecast up here for Minnesota, it, uh, Gradually warms up and uh, kind of stays warm for quite a while. Like all next week, we're looking at highs in the 70s, lows in the 50s. So that should really, things are going to change and things are going to change really fast. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Minnesota fishing opener goes this year because it's a weekend later than normal and our spring seems to be a little bit ahead of schedule. So it'll be interesting to see people's success and if they, uh, if they're not finding fish where they usually find them on opener and how they adjust and how they do that. And most people go out and they target walleyes and pike because that's like the big thing. Uh, but I will be fishing for bass. Yay. And I don't have to drive to Wisconsin to do it. <laughs> sure wish Minnesota would adopt that Wisconsin law of uh, catch and release only bass fishing. That would be that would be pretty dang sweet. So for my rant, uh, kind of piggybacking off of my rant last week um it's going to be boat etiquette landing etiquette and uh, a heavy dose of patience at the boat ramps um for those of you that don't live in a state that has a fishing opener which i know is most of the states uh think of this as like another holiday weekend like another Memorial Week Day weekend or Fourth of July weekend when the circus is at the landing, because that's what's going to happen. This is a weekend where this might be the only weekend some people fish. Literally, this is like the they just do it out of tradition. Um, they hang out with their family or their friends or whatever, and they go fishing. And so these people don't have a ton of experience backing down boats, <laughs> trailers, loading them up. Uh, you can. Rest assured, there will be somebody um, trying to figure out why their motor isn't starting because it's the first time they put it in the water this year. It's, it worked just fine last time I last time I when I put it away last year. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of that. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of that. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people fishing too close. Um, again, there's just a lot of of inexperience out there. And as far as rant goes, don't be a douchebag. You know, if I can borrow the number one rule for Minnesota Made Outdoors of don't be a douchebag, that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, is it worth getting to a pissing match over? Probably not. So if you're already on a spot and somebody pulls up and they're fishing too close to you, you can just move. I mean, it's not, I don't know. You can say something, I guess you want, but in my experience, times you say something, it just then they say something back to you. Now all parties evolved, they're pissed off, and uh, zero resolution. So just uh, sigh, shake your head, mumble something under your breath, and go fish one of your other spots. Let them have it. Chances are, if they're pulling that move, they're probably not that great a fisherman anyway. Or, I mean, I hate to say this because I'm a guide, but might be a guide. I mean, some guides just, they don't care. It's, that's the way they make their money. They're going, they're, you're on their their spot, in air quotes. 
and they're going to fish it, which that's a dick move. Like I said, revert back to rule number one, don't be a douchebag. Um, like I said, some guides, not all guides. Now I wouldn't say most of the guides wouldn't do that. They'll just go to a different spot and keep an eye on that spot, and as soon as it's open, then they'll then they'll swoop in and fish it. So keep that in mind. Don't be that guy, which kind of brings up like <clears> – <throat> um, you know, like, what is the etiquette? Let's say somebody's working the shoreline, um, whether they're trolling or casting. Like, what's... And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have the answer to this. I think it's probably different. But, like, what's 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 an acceptable place to bud in line, if you will? Because just because somebody's traveling on a shoreline in a certain direction doesn't mean they get the rest of that shoreline all the way down the lake. Like, that seems a little rude. Can I go a mile up? Can I go a half mile, quarter mile, fifth of a mile? Is, if, if it's docks, can I go six docks ahead of you you know i guess in my mind it would depend on how closely the docks are together it's probably more of a distance thing um like i'm not gonna jump right in front of them but i'm gonna jump i don't know a couple hundred yards 150 200 yards i feel like that's fair like i said there's not just they don't get because they happen to be going in that direction first. Again, they don't get the whole. It's not like they have a right to the rest of the lake in front of them. Uh, I don't know when they're going to turn around or or what. So it kind of seems silly. But I guess if you feel like you're doing a dick move, you're probably doing a dick move. I guess would be the best way to say it. So keep that in mind. Don't be that guy. Um, what else do I got for you? Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, bring loads and loads of patience to the boat ramp. You're going to need it. I mean, we it, we know it every every year. And somehow, and I'm guilty of it too, we act surprised that we see the circus that we see. It's inevitable. So just uh, keep that in mind. And uh, I guess if you know it going in, maybe it just won't be as bad. I don't know. That's the best I can do for you <laughs> with, with what I got. Um, but, yeah, so busy weekend coming up. Everybody, uh, take a lot of pictures, take a lot of videos, share them, tag Full Scale Outdoors, whatever you want to do. Uh, I want to see what you guys are doing, how your success is going. I will do the same. And uh, oh, I got to gotta drum up a guest for this week, uh, but I'll find somebody. And also, jeez, I've been slacking. I also need to get a, just realized I need a waterfall Wednesday for tomorrow. You crap, well, it's going to be hard to do when I'm doing a SmackDown Outdoors podcast tonight. So, a reminder, again, tonight, if you're listening to this, uh, Tuesday, 6 p.m., May 11th, go Facebook, find SmackDown Outdoors podcast, and uh, I'll be I'll be going live with old Douglas, Doug Glimmerbean, and, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's always a good time hanging out with that dude. So that's all I got for you, ladies and gents. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to go do subscribe and do all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, with that, I'm going to leave you. Everybody have a good week. Good luck this weekend. And uh, talk to you soon. Whatever your passion, pursue it full scale. wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv 
the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.